we can ask how many New York-centered songs have become favorites. The theme from New York, New York by Candor and Ebb, no doubt about New York, New York from On the Town by Leonard Bernstein, and they're not always up-tempo, New York State of Mind by Billy Joel, on and on and on. This is a lovely tune from the world of opera. I love the beauty of the view at home, the palazzos of Palermo, the cathedral dome. I've seen pictures of Milano and of Rome, but they don't Stephen Holden introduces this piece to us in a review in December of 2006. He writes, Midway in the first act of William Balcom's opera, A View from the Bridge, the austere chromatic score abruptly pauses for a sweetly suspended moment as one character, Rodolfo, a recent immigrant from Sicily, steps forward to serenade his newly adopted city, New York. I love the beauty of the view at home, the palazzos of Palermo, the cathedral dome, sings Rodolfo. I've seen pictures of Milano and Rome, but they don't compare to the New York lights. The song goes on to capture such Sicilian pleasures as consuming fresh oranges and sardines and contemplating the beauty of Italian fountains and volcanic peaks, but none can match the glitter of New York a shiny dream from afar that for Rodolfo has finally come true. Words of Stephen Holden in the New York Times writing about a love song to the city of New York, New York Lights by William Balcom. It's no surprise that tenor Blake Friedman, who is singing here, has chosen to feature his performance of this song on his website not just to showcase his range as a singer, but because he is connected deeply to the meaning of this serenade to a city he loves. So deeply connected, in fact, that Friedman has created a musical celebration of New York that he calls Songs of New York, the story of a young performer and his dreams to move to the big city to become a star, told through great pieces from opera and musical theater. Blake Friedman will return to Northeastern Pennsylvania tomorrow evening, Friday, July 29th, to present Songs of New York at the boiler room of the Holly Silk Mill as part of the 2022 Harmony in the Woods season. We had a chance to speak by phone with Jill Carletti, creative director of the series, the last time Blake was in the region, and she fills us in as he returns as part of the overall season of concerts in Holly. 
Harmony in the Woods came out of our 10-year work of Harmony Presents. We featured concerts and performing arts, mostly in the boiler room of the Holly Silk Mill, curating some really incredible performers, performing arts events, showcasing, again, often artists that were kind of on the brink of perhaps making it bigger. But the, the criteria was always that their music was stand out incredibly wonderful and unique and different and something that people would leave thinking, oh my gosh, and want to continue to staying engaged with the artist and with us. A few of the artists that we had that have, well, for example, one of the artists that we had back in the boiler room who is now really blown up is uh, Billy Strings, who is up there playing with Bela Fleck and the Grateful Dead and all kinds of people as a, a guitarist and a songwriter. And He's a little bit more in the bluegrass realm, but we've had all kinds of genres, all kinds of music, all kinds of performing arts, and that that was for 10 years in the boiler room of the Silk Mill, and now we have built our own venue in amphitheater in the trees, among the trees of Holly, Pennsylvania, and our aim here is diversity, diversity of performing arts styles and diversity of genres, and to appeal to the interests and perspectives of our region. And also to do some education and edutainment to perhaps also give people an introduction to something that they have not yet really uh, interfaced with, too. So our season lineup was announced on April 6th, and we have everything from funk, rock, soul, blues, gospel, jazz, Broadway, classical, opera. We have a comedy show. We have dance. So, again, it's just been exciting pulling all of these different artists together, and I think it really is a good representation of the various interests and perspectives of the people of our region, and and it's fantastic because it's still, it's an intimate venue right in our hometown, and you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to drive far to experience some really great music and other performing arts. Right from the very first time we talked, Jill, I could tell that you have a real ear. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. You know, I I think I have a lot to thank for how I was raised by family, being surrounded by art, being surrounded by music. And I do think that that experience of growing up around a lot of visual art and performing arts and music kind of helped me fine tune when something is just has that it factor, no matter whatever genre, whatever it is that it has helped me kind of understand what something, and, and also just because I understand, I know I know the people of our area, you know, they're my neighbors, and I have a better idea of what they're looking for than if I weren't neighbors with them. And so introduce us to Blake Friedman. Yeah, so Blake Friedman is a performer that Henry Skyer discovered, essentially. Henry has been instrumental. He's the chairman of our foundation now, And Henry discovered Blake, and Henry's always been a classical music and an opera fan, and I, as I am also an opera and and, and classical music fan as well. But what was so interesting about, about Blake is that he really has such a background in performing arts like opera houses, and he's performed at Carnegie Hall. But what really, I think, stands out about him as a tenor is that he's really about having opera be for the people. It's not a high flute and hobnobby thing for him. It is a, and, and really for the opera movement overall, with a new American opera and whatnot, it's always been, it's for, for such a long time, it's been for the people. And his performance is not only just 
it's not just opera, it's Broadway, it's classical. And it's all about this really common thing that I think happens, this certainly happened for me in my early 20s, of feeling like, I just want to go to New York and do something big. Like, I just want to make something happen. And that's essentially what his story is about. He took this story, it is based off of his own personal story, and he, and he wrote this piece, the show. And so all of, all of the songs are based around New York and about that feeling that New York gives a person is like the unlimited potential and possibility and just all of the ups and downs of life through that and how how does this character basically deal with the ups and downs and still come out at the end just still turning out okay <laughs> at the end not beaten up and such so i just really think that this show is going to be a really fantastic one again not just opera but broadway and classical and and the opera in and of itself is so not what a person may even typically associate as opera I'm not suggesting that it is, but sometimes cabaret performers take the songs that they are going to sing for a performance and make a through line, even though there are different songwriters and so forth. So I see that he'll be singing music by Leonard Bernstein, Something's Coming from West Side Story, but also something from Puccini, K.J. Lira Manina. And so it's all going to be crafted into this wonderful thematic narrative. Yeah, it's it does have a little bit of that, you know, that theme of he is he's taking all of these varied, beautiful, classic, incredible songs that many of us know and love, and and a few maybe that we don't yet know, and really has crafted such an incredible story, a line around it. I had such a good talk with Blake. I asked him a little bit more about what bel canto means to him because I was doing a little more research on it on my own and found that there's really at least in the uh, social media world, the phrase kind of gets thrown around a lot. But he he did explain that so the bel canto is a bit more of the traditional opera style and that it showcases the gymnastics of the voice, a lot of the ornamentation and just the pure beauty of the voice, the, the filigree and technical prowess. And also, at the same time, it's all of that applied into a composition that has a fast section and a slow section, and it's also about the use of the breath on the exhale. And I just thought all of that was really interesting to me as something of a musician myself. And compared to, to New American Opera, which is really, again, such a more of a contemporary take, and again, very different from the caricature that some people have in their minds. And I just think this is going to be such an incredible marriage of so many different types of styles. And I think what's so cool, too, about it is that, you know, this story basically comes from the time and place of when Blake was in his early 20s. And now he's closer to my age in our later 30s. And that 15, 20 years really does. I think anybody that's been through their 20s and 30s can say, you know, there's a definite shift that happens <laughs> in your 30s. And I just think it's such an interesting thing that he's taking all of these songs that he's sung throughout his vocal career and reflecting essentially on reflecting on his life through song and the songs that he's done and, and taking all of that 20-something hope and dream of out of college and then have those those dreams meet realities and how often it's maybe a little different than what you 
pictured and then maybe sometimes better than what you pictured or a little harder, a little more difficult than what you pictured. And I just, I just think it's, it's just an interesting thing to me. And I'm, and I'm just uh, applaud his capabilities of putting together such an uh, incredible storyline that is both captivating to, to anyone and also just so incredibly reflective. I love the beauty of the view at home, the palazzos of Palermo, the cathedral dome. I've seen pictures of Milano and of They don't compare to the New York line. We spoke with Jill Carletti, creative director for Harmony in the Woods, and she spoke with us about Blake Friedman, who was here in May. That's when we talked with Jill. He will be back tomorrow evening as part of the 2022 series of Harmony in the Woods, and he will present his cabaret-style performance titled Songs of New York with pianist Jeremy Franklin Goodman at the boiler room of the Hawley Silk Mill, 8 Silk Mill Drive in Hawley, Pennsylvania. That's at 6 in the evening tomorrow, Friday, July 29th, and those who attend will be invited to a complimentary after-show reception. Now, as we heard, Harmony in the Woods has a wide array of styles and genres of music, and the series will return to the woods on Saturday, July 30th, so this Saturday, at 6, with an Afro-Caribbean funk and dance band, El Caribe Funk, and they will look ahead to the following weekend, and it's the Jay Unger and Molly Mason family band, Folk and Americana. Of course, we always associate Jay Unger and Molly Mason with Ken Burns and the Civil War series and the classic Ashokan Farewell. That's Saturday, August 6th at 6, and that's Harmony in the Woods in Hawley, Pennsylvania. But tomorrow evening, as part of the series, they will be in town, and it's Blake Friedman with his cabaret-style performance titled Songs of New York, accompanied by pianist Jeremy Franklin Goodman at the boiler room of the Hawley Silk Mill, 8 Silk Mill Drive in Hawley. That's at 6, and it is a wonderful chance for you to hear him and then have a chance to interact with him after the show. There will be a complimentary after-show reception. For more information on the web, harmonyinthewoods.org, harmonyinthewoods.org. And if you'd like to hear and see Blake Friedman on his website, it's blakefriedmantenor.com, B-L-A-K-E-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, blakefriedmantenor.com.
Sure. 